Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about self-care and how we can use our money and managing our money as a form of self-care. If you're immediately confused by this or think that I'm crazy, hear me out. I promise you this will start to make a little bit of sense. So culture tells us that if we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or run down, that we need to go get a massage or go do a yoga class or buy ourselves some scented candles, right? And we get the message that it's totally okay to spend money on these things because my mental health matters. And this is not wrong. Your mental health absolutely does matter. But let's dig into this for a minute. So I'll spend $50 on a scented candle that has aromatherapy oils in it. And it has been marketed that it's going to help produce serotonin and dopamine, which I don't know much about, but I do know that they're hormones that are supposed to make me feel good. And since all I want to do is feel less anxious than I do right now, I hand over my credit card thinking that this product is going to make me feel so much better. It's going to alleviate my anxiety. And I imagine in my head that having this candle will help my problems go away. It's this magic fix that I didn't know I needed until today. Once I get this candle home and I light it, I'm going to all of a sudden be this calm, very Zen mom who doesn't stress anymore about all the things that she needs to do. I hope this resonates with some of you guys out there. (laughs) This is what goes on in my head all the time. Yet what actually happens is I buy the candle, I light it once, and then I begin to worry about how much money I spent on the candle and I feel guilty. And I realize that the anxiety is still there. Actually, it's, it might even be worse now, right? The intention is there. We recognize that something is off in our lives and we try to do something about it, right? Which is great. We're trying to help ourselves, but I think we're going about it the wrong way, which is why I think our definition of self-care needs to be adjusted a little bit. So self-care has become such a trendy concept lately that it has become essentially synonymous with the pedicure or the face mask with the cucumbers over your eyes or the bubble bath with a glass of wine. You guys know what I'm talking about. But I think self-care is way simpler than that. I think it's literally how we treat ourselves. So if we're lighting the aromatherapy candle, but beating ourselves up for how much we spent on it or telling ourselves that we're irresponsible with money, we might as well shouldn't have bought it in the first place. 
maybe there was something else we could have done in that moment to have taken care of ourselves that could have helped us better. And this can take many different forms. Because we're human, and humans are multifaceted individuals with so many different aspects of our lives intertwined, it makes sense that there would be a number of different types of self-care. So ways that we can pay attention to our needs across the various parts of us. So I did a Google search and I found that there's eight different types or think of them as flavors, right, of self-care. There's physical self-care, which is sleep, rest, exercise, uh, going to the doctor, eating healthy food, getting fresh air. There's emotional self-care, self-compassion, therapy, stress management. There's also social self-care, so time with others, um, developing healthy boundaries, asking for help. There's spiritual self-care, which is connection, um, meditation, being out in nature, time with yourself. There's personal self-care, so that's maybe finding a hobby, trying something new, um, Get listening to yourself, like getting out of autopilot or listening to other people, what they tell what they tell you that you should do. There's home environment self-care. So this is really like your safety, your security, um, cleaning, organizing, maintaining a healthy living environment, right? There's school, um, work, other responsibilities that part of self-care. So this is really your time management, um, the ability to feel productive and valued, um, the ability to learn and develop new skills. And finally, there is financial self-care, believe it or not. So paying bills, saving money, um, managing your money, educating yourself around your money, right? So there's a lot of ways that we can take care of ourselves. And unfortunately, we tend to only focus on a few of those. Usually it's the physical. Uh, Sometimes it's the emotional, which, you know, now it's focused more on the emotional than it used to be, like when we were growing up. Because that's what we were taught. We tend to forget that there's so many more aspects to our lives, right? Humans are very complicated people. And one area impacts another. So we can't just manage like one of these parts of us in a silo and completely ignore another one. They all add up to a whole healthy person. So let's dig a little deeper into financial self-care because that is what I really want to talk about today. Interestingly, all of the areas of our lives that we need to take care of ourselves, right, money seems to be one of the ones that we tend to ignore. I think this is because we think that if we pay more attention to our finances, then we might get upset. Like we might realize something that we didn't know before and we don't want to face the reality of our situation. Or maybe we're afraid that our freedom will be taken away and we can't have the things that we want anymore. But I think it's the avoidance of all of this and the not knowing that creates the anxiety and the worry and makes it even worse, right? So we end up stuck in this like circular reference here. So I have a few kind of random thoughts around financial self-care that we'll get into. 
The first is that financial self-care is something that we should try to be mindful of every day, like brushing our teeth or getting exercise, because the more often that we do it, the less intimidating it is. The goal here is to try to work towards developing a consistent habit because I truly believe this and I know it's cheesy. Knowledge is power. Knowing what we have coming in and going out around our money, right, is an act of self-care. I check my bank account and credit card accounts every day. It takes me literally three minutes to log into the apps and just scan to make sure everything makes sense. But once I do this, then I'm aware, right? Like I can dispute if something doesn't seem right. I can take action as needed. It's something that seems so little, but is so empowering at the same time, right? Another thought I have is that we need to think of future you as just as important as present you. So what do I mean by this? Some people might think that saving money now is depriving your current self because you're not able to enjoy it. And we live in this treat yourself environment, right? This culture that we have, um, right? YOLO. But I think of, think of thinking of our future self as taking care of that future version of ourselves, right? So ultimately we're helping ourselves to be less overwhelmed and stressed in the future, which is also an act of self-care. If we start to save some dollars, right, and, and have a financial cushion, that gives us flexibility so that we're not forced to do something that we may not want to do in the future, which gives us the sense of freedom that I think that we're all looking for, right? It doesn't take it away. So please don't ignore future you. Maybe you do something where, say, you get a bonus. You, you know, get yourself a little something now because you want to, and you're taking care of yourself, right? That's important. But then you put the rest in a savings vehicle. So it grows and you can use it in the future. This is balancing out the act of treating both current you and future you kindly and with respect. And lastly, you guys hear me say this all the time. It is so important to determine what matters to you and don't give that up. Taking care of yourself means paying attention to what makes you happy right now. If it's your daily Starbucks, cool. If it's your every few weeks trip to Target, great. You do you. I'm realizing this, that as much as I'm aware of how much of a consumer trap Target is, I still love it. And I probably always will, at least at this stage of life that I'm in right now. And if you try to take it away from me, I'm going to keep coming back because ultimately I enjoy being there. As I mentioned in the episode I did a while ago, specifically on Target, going there without kids is like a mini vacation. And if that's what it takes to calm me down or reduce my anxiety right now, it's okay. If I deprived myself of it, then I would just be even more resentful and angry. And that is not the kind of person who puts her best self into the world and not the kind of person that I want to be. 
So two things can be true at the same time. We can have the things that we love and we can take care of ourselves now and in the future. I think we've been taught that we can't do this. Like culture tells us that in order to be really good with your finances, that we must sacrifice one thing for the other. But I don't think we need to. I think this is all about finding balance and finding what works best for you. No one out there, not even Dave Ramsey or those other financial gurus can possibly tell you what's best for you. So I think we need to move away from thinking of self-care as this indulgence that we can only do when we're on the verge of a breakdown or this super fancy thing that we do for ourselves because we think we deserve it. Instead, I think we need to see it as just a part of the way we live our lives. We can treat ourselves in all areas with care and respect, and money is a huge component that I think we should start incorporating into our daily routines, just like brushing our teeth. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. If you liked this episode, um, as always, please feel free to share it with a friend. And it would be awesome if you could write me a review on Apple Podcasts so that I can reach more people. And also, if you guys have any interest in talking more about your particular situation or you have any questions, feel free to connect with me on social media. Um, I'm always available to talk through any of your mindset stuff when it comes around, when it comes to money. And also feel free to join my Facebook community. Um, You can go check out the Mindful Money Mamas group on Facebook where I'm just posting additional information on the podcast and forming a community of like-minded women who are all in this together. Thank you so much, you guys. I'll talk to you next time. 